guys, it's Cammie. And it's Amanda. And we're basically basic. basic. I'll be honest, guys, we're already laughing because it's been a while since we've done this. In the first three takes, we just like, our words weren't coming out. No. We said things we didn't mean to say. We started laughing. Typically, we never edit this, but I feel like if this is a, a preview of 2020, we're off to a great start. We're right off now. to a great start. Yeah. We, I basically have the giggles. I can't stop laughing <laughs> for some reason, and my words aren't coming out. But like, let's be honest, no surprise here. No surprise. <laughs> Fester is happening all over again. All the things. Yeah. But guys, fun. honestly, hello. Hello to 2020. Hello to y'all. We missed you. We're so excited to be back. This is going to be not only the best year, but the best decade. And I yes. feel like that's so cheesy to say, but like, no, I feel like we also have speak to say it. it, speak it, believe it. And we have so much in store. And honestly, you know, we'll just be honest. Season three, we had the best intentions to like have it finished in 2019 and have everything wrapped up and tied in perfectly neat, nice bow. And then you had your baby. I got pregnant. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Like right after we released the miscarriage episode. So really it was like right when season three released was yeah. the beginning of my pregnancy. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then was sick for but pretty much the, the whole first time. trimester. Yeah. Uh, plus some, yeah. And then if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that not only was I having morning sickness, but I have these wonderful buddies that decided to join me in my uterus called fibroids that are Ugh. very unwelcomed and have really overstayed their, their welcome in yeah. my body. Um, that put me on bed rest. And then the Lord honestly was so faithful and miraculously healed me from crazy pain, which we should talk about actually at some point yes. on a different episode because no, God is sure. so good. Um, but then, yeah, then by that point, it was the holidays, and we were just like, let's just call our losses here. <laughs> let's yeah, just rest, yeah, no. be with family, and start back 2020 strong. And I'm feeling that second trimester, like, relief. I know people always say, like, second trimester, you feel great. I feel like you feel back. I feel like you don't feel as sick in the second no. trimester. You yeah. feel like that's true? Or do oh, you- I do. I feel oh, great. Okay, okay. It, well, okay, this is the funny thing. My family was making fun of me because I thought it was, like, the way people talk about it, I thought it was, like, the day of your second trimester. So, like, the second I hit 14 weeks, I was like, why don't I feel better? Like, is this forever? Like, I would have been so positive. I had never – Stephen was, like, so impressed with me. He was like, Cammie, you have not complained, Aww. like, once this whole pregnancy. You really haven't. You no, really and haven't. It, I think, honestly, the miscarriage was – That's really... one of the blessings of it mm-hmm. is, like, you're just so thankful. Yeah. And to start off my pregnancy by getting in that horrible car accident. That was so scary. I just felt, like, this revelation in my heart of, like, okay, I can either – live this pregnancy in fear or I can just be thankful that every day that I get with this baby is a miracle because mm. honestly I don't know even after outside of the womb like you don't know how long you have yeah. with your children you don't yeah. and so no. I'm like I just need to celebrate each day and so I feel like I had this great attitude all first trimester throwing up every day and then the day of one of second trimester I was like why why is this still happening <laughs> I've been so patient and so thankful yes. And my dad, actually, which is so funny, my dad's like, I'm such a daddy's girl. He never calls me out. And he, so when he says something, that's you know, when that's you're like, like... That's when you know you have to listen. Yeah, I'm like, okay, dad. But he was like, Kimmy, this is so illogical. Like, you, are, it, it's not like magically you wake up date, you know, 14 Aww. weeks, day one, and it just goes away. He was like, I'm sure they just mean like some point in second trimester. And I was like, I don't think so. That's a really sweet. And then oh, I think dads. it was for me around... 16 weeks, 17 weeks. That you started feeling better? I started feeling so much better. Oh, good. I still feel really tired. I think people are like, oh, I had all the energy. I don't know what that's about. You're like, Bless I don't you. know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what magic potion you're drinking, yeah. but. Don't know about that. I don't remember having a ton of energy. I just remember having more energy than the first. Okay. Yeah, but for not sure. like, but not like ready to take on the world, you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I just, but, every, again, every body is different. Every person's different. Yeah. I also like, will say, I feel like my skin is 
the best it's ever been in my life. Yes. But which is so weird because was it in the first? Yes. No, it, I literally, I've like been glowing and like, like oh, I, I don't need to wear makeup at all. I'm like, my skin's like dewy. Your skin does look beautiful. It's amazing. I'm like, I could rock the pregnancy oh, skin yeah. for forever. Um, We have to tell them about, so over the holidays, we went on a double date. Yes. To see oh my gosh, the Nutcracker so with our husbands. And this just reminded me. So we're sitting at the table and Cammie was like, I can't believe that you love pregnancy. You're like, I mean, I <laughs> feel like I was it's so like, sick. You're, yes, I know. You're like, it is what it is. You're like, I don't, like, I'm not miserable, but you're like, I can't believe you would choose this. Yes. Well, because I honestly, like, you, no offense, but you are the type of person that, like, so annoys me. That's like, I would be pregnant all the time. And I'm like, forget you. Like, what, what is wrong with you? I did. I was like, well, if you ever need a surrogate. I was like, like I'll, please. But here's the thing. I don't love delivery processes because I've never yes. had, like, just these, like, I, I guess I've just heard stories of women that are like, my birth was so spiritual and beautiful. And I'm like, those are the people I'm like, screw yes. you. Like, Forget you. Because that was not I was my on experience. Oxycontin, yeah. I think. <laughs> like, I was high and someone was cutting my body in half. So that was fun. Oh, which you're going to have a, such a spiritual, I peaceful birth. Really, in Jesus' name. Actually, you know what? Okay, again, with my dreams, I had a dream and I'm like claiming this dream and holding so tightly to it. Yes. But I had a dream. Well, actually, on New Year's Eve, I had a lady give me and Stephen a word about our child and they didn't know I was pregnant yet because I was wearing a float. So that was really cool. Aww. And I was like actually I'm pregnant and so that was really sweet and she also talked about my birth and how it was going to be like really easy and like whatever and so obviously anything when someone gives you a prophetic word or they speak life over you just for those that maybe that's not something you operate in or you don't go to a church where that happens it's really just like taking something from the kingdom of heaven from the the voice of God and bringing it from heaven to earth and declaring it over you doesn't mean that you like strangle it and you're like this better happen if not god does love me no it means that you you take it as this like promise from the lord actually i wouldn't even say promise because it's coming from human mouths we believe that god said it but like it's not something where it's like infallible like right like Like they said this so they must be a liar right but it's like this i feel like it's this invitation i feel like prophetic words are like an open door Mm -hmm. for us to partner our faith with it and to step in and be like okay I feel like that sounds like something God would speak because it's edifying, it's loving, totally. it brings me life, and I'm going to partner with that and agree with it and receive mm-hmm. it, which for me, when I get dreams or words for other people, it's so easy for me to speak that over them. I can be like, oh my gosh, like I see that for you, I believe that for you, right. and it like I know it's not me because I know it's coming from mm-hmm. God's heart, and you mm-hmm. just get this feeling when you are speaking life over somebody that's yeah. from the Holy Spirit, but when someone's speaking over me, it's harder because you're like... Well, of course, I want to believe that, but I don't want to get disappointed if it doesn't happen. And so I think it's this balance of like being excited about it and like being like, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna partner with that. I'm gonna trust in that, but I'm also gonna hold it loosely and know right. that at the end of the day, my birth plan is healthy mom, healthy yeah. baby. Yeah, that is it. Don't care. Nope. I was just like Amanda. I'm like, listen, if I start to like go into labor for a long time and they're even talking about C-section, I'm be like, great, great, give them the table. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll be there in ten minutes. <laughs> See you there. Great. Let's get there. Great. Let's just get this baby out. So anyways, all that to say, part of what this lady spoke over us was sweet things about our son because we're having a boy. Yay. I'm so I haven't been on a podcast since. I don't think saying that. So that's really cool. So basically, George has his new bestie. George has a new bestie and they're exactly going to be, well, depending on what the baby. No, we need to share this. How cool this is. Okay. So Cammie and I are 11 11 months months apart. And our babies are going to be 11 months apart, yes. which is really cool and obviously unplanned. And so I just thought that was like, it's, whenever we were at your gender reveal, 
I don't know who I don't know if I brought you did you like I could you like came over to me and you were like Cammy I just had this revelation yes I was like our I was like our baby's gonna be 11 months apart but I was like I think we're 11 months apart and you're like oh my gosh you're right like I just thought that was so cool and the two little boys are gonna be besties they're gonna be besties I cannot my son's gonna look up to George so much she's gonna be like oh you're doing that I want to do that which I know like so many moms who have boys are like just you wait like you become obsessed like everyone told me that and I was like okay okay like I love I love my little girl like I'm sure but it's like something about just like having a little man and you're just like why are you so cute all the time (laughs) well and it's weird because I don't know any different right so I'm like of course no matter if it was a boy you love them no matter what yeah but we knew like it's weird we both just knew it was a boy and like I was more sure because Steven was so sure and he's I'm more of a person to like take a step in faith and be like, I feel like this is what the Lord is saying yeah. over our own life. He's really good about it for other people. But for us, he's like, you know, if he doesn't care either yes, way, he's totally. kind of like, he's so, he's so chill when it he's comes so to himself. Right. Yeah. But this was the one thing where he was like, it's a boy. Like without question, without doubt. It was really weird. I was like, okay. Just and it was cool because we had so many dreams um, and words with our miscarriage that that was a girl. Mm. And we just felt really confirmed in that. And this pregnancy felt really different. And I feel like I was kind of in my head thinking, well, maybe it just feels different because it's a different baby. Well, well, yeah, I thought maybe like because it's healthy and this other baby didn't get to live. And it just kind of like, it was was just a weird feeling. And, but I just kept clinging to like, no, it feels different because that was a girl and this Mm -hmm. is a boy. And it's Mm -hmm. been cool to be like, okay, no, that is. I love that. Which, um, side note. Yeah. Side note. Back to side notes. We're back. We're back. Side notes. Um, Speaking of dreams and God just like speaking to you in dreams, I was reading in Matthew yesterday and I don't think I realized that like how often God like biblically is speaking in dreams. Like it was whenever they were, it was right after Jesus was born and they were having to like flee and he was telling Joseph like to different cities. He warned him in a dream. But like multiple times. Yeah. Like I I knew he did once, but like if you, if you read it literally in every verse, it's like he told him in a dream this, he told him in a dream this, he told him in a dream that. And it's like over and over. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I love that I'm like having that revelation because I really do feel like God speaks in dreams. Yeah. Well, and I think especially if you are a dreamer and you start to kind of get a repetition of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think God speaks to everyone in all the ways, but I think for some people he really speaks in dreams. And I think we talked about this in Lauren Nelson's episode. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that and you're interested in dreams, go Mm -hmm. back and listen to that episode. But I think then you start to like get more faith when you see them come to Mm -hmm. fruition. You're like, okay, like I had a dream the other day about a girl I went to high school with. It was super random. Oh yeah. And yeah. And I messaged her because if this had been the first dream that I had that was random like that for somebody, I maybe wouldn't have been bold enough to say like, Hey, this dream, but I feel like it was the Lord. Right. You know, how can I pray for you? But I've seen him do it enough that it gave me faith to, Mm -hmm. to reach out. And lo and behold, like exactly what I dreamed about was what she was kind of walking through. And I feel like what that does is like two things. It one encouraged my faith to be like, okay, God is speaking to me. I need to listen. Mm -hmm. But two, it makes her know like, Hey, God sees me. And like he not only sees me, but he, would give somebody else a revelation about it to in unexpected ways yeah yeah totally so cool so yeah so we're dreaming into 2020 for sure and i had the dream that you were pregnant on my birthday that was a crazy dream too and i had a dream about you having a girl with gwen and i knew without a doubt okay still the one dream though i'm still waiting for it to like i know like we just said like if someone like has a prophetic word like you know if it doesn't happen like it doesn't mean that god's not real or he didn't really speak to them whatever but this very specific dream that you had of us on a beach, like I am just waiting. Oh, it's going to happen. Because I know it's already happened in multiple settings, not on a beach that I'm like, I know it's so going to happen. For those listening, I don't know if I've said this on an episode before, but before Amanda knew she was having a girl, so she was pregnant yes. with Gwen, 
I had a dream that she was, we were on a family vacation. And she's like six or seven. Yeah, she was like six or seven. She was the oldest child. There's a bunch of children there. She's going to be, which is so weird. She will be, which is crazy. She was the oldest and she was being super sassy to Amanda about something. Let's be honest, girly sassy. Which like, that's Gwen right there. And (laughs) Amanda was just over it. She was like, okay. So she goes to Tyler and she's like, Tyler, I need you to help me with like something was scolding her, their daughter. And Tyler turns around, like, is, like, super dad, like, handles it like a champ, and then turns to Amanda and was like, but you need to calm down, too. He, like, calls me out, too. He's like, listen, I know that our six-year-old is being a little bit of a diva, but, but so are so you. But so are you. Yeah. And I woke up. That was the ending of the dream. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, no, that's happening. Which could not be more real. She's three right now and could not be more real. Like, we're in the total three-nager stage, <laughs> and it's so funny. Every day is hilarious. But it's also just like, this is going to happen. Like, this is our relationship. Oh, yeah. And so many times, I'm like, babe, okay, your turn. Like, I didn't get through to her. Like, you're, you, you, you got to get try on this. It. Yeah. And I loved it because we were on family vacation together. So that just makes me excited That's for that day. That's because we're going. Wherever yeah. we go. Hawaii, here we come. But, okay, I didn't even get to finish. So oh, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Okay, back to dreams was I had – the lady spoke over me that I was having a really easy delivery. And yes. that, like, it went really well. And I was like, bless the Lord. Then I had a dream that I – was ha- was having the baby on well I went into labor on May 14th okay which is the day for my sister's birthday and then I had the baby at like 12 it was like 1203 on the 15th which is so specific which is my actual sister's birthday how do you know it was 1203 because yeah. because I remember saying I thought that his birthday was the 14th but then I like realized like it was a really quick labor and it was like it all happened so fast that the doctor was like no actually like it was the 15th because it's 1203 at night <gasps> And so what? then I called Regan into the room because Regan was there. And I was like, you guys have the same birthday. And it was like this thing. So who knows if that will happen. <gasps> that but is crazy. And isn't your due date in early June? June 3rd, yeah. So it'd be like two or three weeks early, yeah. So that which could is totally... so Which is so like not a Oh, yeah. Thought. I would be totally down for that. Yeah. <gasps> so who knows? So I don't know. But, it, but again, those little things from God. I think if anything, the cool thing about that is I now feel like his voice is speaking over me that I can have faith that the birth process will be easy. And the cool thing about that is, let's say even if it's not, I'm going into it now mm-hmm. with so much more like faith of like, oh, God's speaking into my birth. He's on my side and he sees that. Mm-hmm. And it just ups your faith. And nothing's a surprise to him. No. That's the thing surprised. that's so cool is that like I, anytime I'm in a situation where I'm like, don't know how this is going to go, could go like either way, like could be scary, could be totally peaceful. Like I have no idea. Yeah. Like. The thing I always remind myself is like nothing is a surprise to God. Yeah, that's so. So good. we just have to rest in that, honestly. But it's gonna be good. And yes, it's gonna be so good because we can speak life into it. We can it. speak life into it, and I think that's such a good transition into us even talking about 2020 because I feel like you know we're I guess we're recording this today is January 14th. 14th. It's yeah. going out tomorrow, the 15th. We're so relevant. So we're so we're like. In, in the, the moment most. right okay, now. Wait, first, I know we need a transition, but yeah. first, what are you drinking from Starbucks? Oh, obviously. How, How can I not forget? even do that? 2020. Well, I've been lying to you guys this whole season because <laughs> I've been telling you I've been drinking caffeinated drinks and I haven't been, so. Gosh, she was pregnant. Decaf the whole time. I got, which I know some people drink You can drink a little drink. I think it's like one cup or something. I'm just like, it was just easier for me with my brain just to like totally cut, cut it out. Totally cut it off, yeah. So I am drinking a decaf Americano. Ooh, but you know what's been really sad, that. Amanda, to be completely honest with you? You haven't wanted it. I haven't, like, I I feel like I'm still going to Starbucks, not as consistently. Yes. But, like, just because <laughs> it's a part of my life. Too. Like, it's, like, I enjoy the process of going there. I enjoy the process of, like, seeing it and smelling it. But, like, I I will drink probably five sips. It's Are so lame. 
It's so lame. But that's really, I, honestly, I was the same way. I feel like that's super normal. Really? Right? It's something about the coffee bean flavor. You're just kind of like, meh. And like, I think because I know mentally it's decaf, I don't think I like, you're like, I don't this think is I, stupid. Yeah, I don't think I processed how much <laughs> of like the coffee process for me in the past was like knowing I was getting caffeine. Like yeah. knowing it was like, like this is jump starting my is life. Good, this is a good thing. But okay. a lot of my friends are fasting right now because, you know, January. Me included. Church. Yeah, Amanda is right now. Bless the Lord. And I'm fasting from social media and a couple other things, but. I was joking with a friend last night. I was like, well, the things that I would mainly feel called to fast from would be coffee, wine, and sushi. And I can have none of those right now. So I'm doing a night like fast. Basically, I'm, yeah, I'm doing I'm a night I'm super holy fast. right now. So watch out. That is incredible. Um, okay, I am drinking an Americano, but also my new favorite thing is from Michelle's tip about the yes. um okay, first Steamed. of all, you know I'm such an you, I'm such an almond milk person, obviously. But the whipping cream thing has it's, really changed it's a the game. game. Changer. I've been getting that. It's so and you good. Get it steamed every time. Yes. So do you just a, an americano with with steamed, steamed almond milk. But sometimes lately, I've been oh. doing the whipping cream. If it's like if I'm like if it's a really early morning coffee drink, the whipping the heavy whipping yes. cream is what I want because it's just like I don't know. It's good. It's, it's like January, really good. You know, it is. Also, I have to tell you a really funny story. Yes. You don't know this. This is <laughs> you will love this. Our listeners included. I accidentally. Signed up for a Starbucks Rewards credit card in my sleep <laughs> the other day. My jaws dropped. They can't see me. The silence was me dropping my okay, jaw. Okay, and this is a really, really like funny. the gold card that I've been telling you to get for five hundred years. No, no. There's a there's an actual credit oh, card. Credit it's through card. like Chase Bank. Yes, and it's this. St- is Tyler like discussing divorce with you? So, or, like, how is so this here's how here's how it all went down. I basically like there was like a period like last month. There was like before Christmas. Things just had like a lot on my mine like Santa's a big deal to three-year-olds like I'm like shopping for family like I just had a lot like on my mind and so I would just kept waking up in the middle of the night and like I would like jot down things on my phone I'm like oh my gosh it's so annoying like go back to sleep well one night I was just like on my email and I see like you should you know sign up for Starbucks credit card you're an addict you should (laughs) literally become more of an addict it was like we know that you go every day that's true so I was like okay 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 like whatever so I just like half asleep half awake Apparently created a, an account. Oh, on like at the bank online. I like signed up for it, and I don't even remember doing it. And then, like two weeks goes by, and Tyler like is checking the mail, and he's like, "Babe," he was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "I think it's a credit card." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" Like, no I'm sure way. I'm sure it's just for the rewards. And he's like, "No." He was like, "This literally has like our info. Like, this is a credit card." <laughs> I literally, I if can't. You, if you don't spend money on it, it's still interest because it's a credit card. And I literally owed like $72 on it, even though I never used it or bought anything on it. Like, and Tyler was like, oh, that's coming out of your bitch. So did you cancel it? Yeah, I had a call. So they have a legit credit card that's like a Starbucks credit card. Yes. I kind of want it now. No, literally, I thought it was the, I remember in my sleep, I was like, oh, this is a steal. Like, this is such a good deal. Like, I'm losing money if I don't get this credit card. Like, and that is how you get in trouble. Like. Women who are half asleep, addicted to Starbucks. I have done that like, before, and I'm actually so thankful you're confessing and saying this right now because I needed Stephen to listen to this episode <laughs> to know that I'm not alone. I've totally bought things in my sleep, and I yes. he's like, you don't remember, and I'm like, no, no I, I really, really don't. don't. That's what Tyler said. He was like, I'm sorry, how do you not remember? Sign-? He because he was like, did you sign up for this? And I was like, babe, I don't think so. And he was like, how do you not know if you signed up for a credit card? He was it like, it just happened so fast. <laughs> Like, the word Starbucks was, was like, in it. The marketing really got me. It was in the holiday spirit. Like I was it's been so going to Starbucks true. a lot because literally the the reward like system was better than the app one. It was like because I'm on the reward like app system or yes. whatever, but like for the stars. But it's like if you buy any like every dollar you spend or something, and it could be like at Target getting gas, like anything, you get points. You get stars. To Starbucks. So I'm like, 
pay for I was like, we go there so much. Like, this is going to pay for itself. Like, in my mind, I thought that. And he was like, no, no, it's he not. He was like, actually, this is not not wise. <laughs> he was like, actually, Thank this God is for our husbands. Ooh, I'd be in Starbucks debt. Let wow. Me tell you. But also, you'd also have a lot of Starbucks, so... <laughs> I'd also be giving all of my friends. I'm playing devil's drink. advocate here and saying that maybe you should have kept it. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's canceled now. So okay. well, starting the year, debt free. If I <laughs> if I randomly in my sleep happen to sign up for it, I'll just make sure Stephen doesn't listen to this episode. Yeah, because girly signed up for credit card in her sleep, but we're wow. past that. Okay, so we're starting off 2020. We're not having random credit cards. We're no. trying to like we're reeling be it debt in. free. We're yes. reeling it in. And so one thing we want to talk about was okay, we're back, you know, season three, we're finishing it. But we have a lot of really good goals for this year. Yeah. And we had a, an amazing dreaming day the other day. We yes. went to one of our favorite coffee shops and so sat there and just kind of planned for the year and just got really excited for the things that we feel like God is doing. And I think if there's anything we learned from last year, it is it's that balance of having goals, being excited, setting an intention, but also knowing that life happens and yes. having to hold them loosely mm-hmm. and setting an, a bigger intention of what are my main priorities? Like what are the things that matter most to me and putting my not only my money where my mouth is but mm-hmm. my time where my mouth is yes. and I think that when it comes to both of us with growing families and living further away and being married and most importantly our relationships with the Lord I think one of the biggest blessings in our friendship is just our open communication mm-hmm. of being like okay this was what I wanted to do this week but mm-hmm. actually like it's not going to happen because of this but then on the flip side also holding each other accountable, accountable yeah of being like hey this is something we're called to steward mm-hmm. and I think that's a great analogy for kind of life in general if totally. I've learned anything throughout my 20s it's that when it comes to goal setting especially me being a three on the Enneagram yes is there's kind of two spectrums I think there's one side of setting a goal which is you are like that is be- it easily becomes an idol and mm-hmm. it's like all that you're fixed on and you're driven towards it and quickly it can be what takes up most of your headspace your heart space and your time yeah and without realizing it that starts to take up more space and the other things that you actually care about more deeply mm-hmm. that are the easier things to throw away like time with your husband or like your quiet time or mm-hmm. your own mental health or whatever mm-hmm. just fall away because mm-hmm. you're focused on meeting this goal or the other end of the spectrum is you have the best intentions, but it's already January 15th and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I feel like a complete failure because I've done, I've done zero things yeah. of my goals. <clears throat> and part of that could be you maybe set too many. Maybe yeah. you had 20 goals and they're just staring at you in your planner or your journal or on your mirror in the morning and you are completely overwhelmed by them. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to speak to both kind of ends of the spectrum and kind of where we fall and what our goals are or what our lack of goals are for mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Amanda, I kind of want you to start, I just want you to share like where you're at beginning of this year, yeah. where you feel like God's calling you to be in 2020. Mm-hmm. And also like when you think about goal setting, how has that process kind of changed for you? Like yeah. versus like five or 10 years ago. So I know exactly what, how it's changed. So when I was like early twenties and we may have mentioned this in like the 20 something episode, I can't remember, but I was like an entrepreneur at age literally 20 from 20 to probably like 27 ish is when it was like, no, probably 26 is when it was like, go big or go home. And I just remember like this time of year in the past, like in that time frame of like being 21, 26, whatever, I would like, you know, go to a coffee shop, be by myself and write like very detailed goals of like accomplish this, this and this by this date, this day and like do this, this and this. And it was not that any of them were bad. Um, but it was very much like, why, why were they my goals? Like sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And looking back, it was definitely 
to like check things off of a box and to like reach a status that I had in my own mind that I wanted to reach, whether that was like being the best photographer in Texas or like just whatever it was. But like I wasn't setting any of these goals with the goal to honor God Mm. in mind. You know, it was very much like what's going to be self-gratifying to me and like what do I want my year to look like for me? Like it had nothing, if I'm being Mm. very honest, had nothing to do with God. Um, And I know that I didn't love Jesus, but I think when I thought about goals, I just thought about like, oh, this is going to be something that is matters to me and me only. Well, I only. think when I was like a little bit less mature in my faith and part of that was just age and growing, yeah. you, it's easy to compartmentalize. It's mm-hmm. like, well, there's this God part of my life, but then there's also this, this career part of my life or this, yeah, yeah this dream part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, they almost felt like in the dream part for me or the career part for me, I felt like I really, if I'm honest... I wanted God to be my cheerleader, yeah. my genie, mm-hmm. my coach. To but bring I, the blessings on those yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. I didn't really want him to be the focus or the planner or the, or the guide control or the guide. Yeah. I really was like, these are what these are my dreams. Yes, that's exactly. God. And I was more dreaming and then inviting God into those dreams as mm-hmm. opposed to dreaming with God yeah. and knowing like, okay, I want to actually listen to your voice and, and hear what you're saying and know that his dreams for my life may be different than what my own are and being willing to like surrender right that. right and I feel like now it's not that like I I feel the need to like do things for God or do things like in order to like gain his approval or things like that it's like now now that I'm 30 like more so than ever I literally just want to make sure that I have him with me on the journey like that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm really walking next to him Every, in every aspect of my life. So not just like, I don't want to car- compartmentalize anymore because I totally used to do that too. And it was like the same thing. It's like, okay, these are my dreams. Like, this is what I have. Like, if I do certain things, well, that's doing stuff for God. Like, that's that's making sure I'm like being a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, no. Like, the whole point of my life is him. And if I'm not choosing every single day to have him be my guide and say, okay, God, use me as a vessel today. Like, what do you want from me today? then it's sort of just like pointless to me now. Yeah. You know, and I know that probably sounds kind of like blunt, but it really is just how (laughs) I feel, you know? So I would say, I would say right now, like I just, it's hard, especially as a mom, it's hard to like really map out things just because life is so unpredictable. Like, as you know, we talked about the podcast of like earlier in season three, we're like, we're going to do this every week and this, this, and this. And that's still our goal. Yeah. Like we can still set these goals, but I think that, just knowing that sometimes it's not going to go as planned mm-hmm. and that's okay. Well, I think knowing like, yeah, that's the goal for our career. But you and I have both been clear that our families are our number one goal. Right. And our, well, our really number one goal is like pursuing the Lord. Right. And ministering to him and mm-hmm. having time with him and as a relationship, not just doing things for him, but like really encountering him on a daily right. basis. And right. then second to that is our husbands and then our kids. Mm-hmm. And so the cool thing is, is having a friendship where we're open with that. Right. Whenever you call me and you say, hey, I can't, these are the times I can meet for the podcast mm-hmm. because Gwen has a thing at school. Right. Or Tyler needs me to do this. Right. I'm never going to be like, well, that's crazy because <laughs> that is not like our goals, you know, because I, you've actually been very clear that that is your goals. And as your friend, that's my goals too. And yeah. I want that for you. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, I'm not holding this baby outside of the womb yet, but mm-hmm. taking care of myself and my body is important. Was above career in this Mm -hmm. season and it's been crazy I was just telling a friend last night I have said no more in the past five months of Mm -hmm. pregnancy than I have probably in the past five years combined 
and it's, it's a no for me girl it's a no for me and it was crazy and i i can totally see the lord's hand i don't i don't ever think god allowed like i don't think god ever gives sickness it's not he, it's not think it's, it's possible because right. he's only good and he's only loving mm-hmm. but he i think he allows things at certain times mm-hmm. um or not even allow i think he knows that things are happening and his promises to make it for good yeah and so he knew i was going to be sick in pregnancy and the good that i've already seen so quickly is it's it slowed me down so fast mm-hmm. and it forced me to be really aware of like what I could say yes and what I could say no to and what Which my priorities so were. Nice. It was so nice. I've and I really would have to say no to things that I actually wanted to say yes to. And yeah. that's the crazy thing is I'm in a season right now where music is going really well. I'm loving my church. I'm loving leading mm-hmm. worship and I've had to say no to opportunities that any other season of my life would have been an absolute yes, no question. And yeah. it's not a no because I don't want to. Right. It's simply a no because I actually can't. Yeah. And it's because if the I capacity's say... capacity's changing. Capacity. If I yeah. say yes to that, it's going to be a no to my body taking Steven. care yeah, yeah. of myself or time with Steven or to just physically feel up to it. And mm-hmm. even certain relationships, like there's new friends I've developed that I would love to grow a relationship mm-hmm. with, but I like practically know like when they're like hey when can you get together I'm looking at my calendar and I'm saying it really is like a month from now which is insane to me and feels it feels wrong like it feels like I should just move things around to make it happen but running a company right now being pregnant living a little bit further out wanting to steward our house well or all these things it's like I have to put them into balance and keeping the main thing the main thing and even knowing for myself like I need time with just me and Jesus that isn't mm-hmm. processing with a friend. So mm-hmm. I need to fit in time in my own prayer closet yeah. in my house or the prayer room at Upper Room and yeah. knowing that like that's a priority to me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't schedule that in, it's not going to happen. Right. That's how I feel. If I'm not like scheduling, because that's the thing is some people are like, what do you mean a month? Like, what do you do? Like, I yeah. thought you only did, I thought you only had a podcast and I thought you only like taught like New Horizons kids and that's it. And you're like, well, technically, that's like the jobs that I'm doing, but there's still other things in my life Mm -hmm. that I have to schedule. And it's like, for me, I I can be such a people pleaser. And so for me too, I have to like literally put in my calendar rest day. Like literally this week I have on a Thursday, it's like, okay, rest day with the kids at home. Cause it's like, I have two little kids under three. Like I know there's days they just want to play at home Mm -hmm. and that's learning for them. Like that's really, you know what I mean? Do you feel like, which I'm asking this for my own selfish question because I'm walking in this season, but do you feel like with being a stay at home mom, do you feel almost like this weird guilt of like when people who ask you to do things that aren't a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. you kind of feel like they maybe are wondering like, well, what is she doing with her time? Totally. That's like the number one insecurity when I'm at home with them because people will be like, what are you doing? And it's like, what am I not doing? Like I can't (laughs) even get, I can't, I have two hands and there's two, they have four like combined. Like there's like four arms. Like I only have two arms. Like what am I literally? I'm I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. Like the other day I told Tyler, I was like, in like a moment of you know chaos I was like I feel like all I've done today is walk around the house in circles picking up that's all I've done and maybe that was all you did and maybe that was all I did and it's like but that's okay because that's still like suiting my home Mm -hmm. and like making sure my kids have like a safe place to play and a safe place to rest and a safe place to eat and it's like all the things they do like ages three and six months old are literally like Gwen's starting to get a little bit more like self-sufficient like she can go to the bathroom on her own which is great Praise but it's God. but it's still like a mom I'm done come wipe me like it's you know, yeah it's still like and I may be like giving George a bottle at that time so it's like one hand is giving a bottle the other hand's like wiping a butt <laughs> beautiful picture <laughs> but I mean that I that's like yeah. motherhood you know and so and I love it it's but I also love these moments too and yeah. so it's like you know, I had a friend call me yesterday and I couldn't answer. And 
I was like, sorry, like George is a stage five clinger today. And he really was like, I couldn't set him down. If I did literally, if I set him down, he cried yesterday and that's not every day, but that was yesterday. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to be your mom, buddy. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to take this one hour phone call to catch up with a friend. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's and, okay. Yeah. And my friend knows that. And so I literally, all I did was have to send a text and I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I missed your call. Like I can call you tomorrow. I'll be in the car for a little bit, but like literally he's a stage five. This is the best the I can do. Yeah. yeah. When I used to feel like I had like being a product activity based person I felt like I had to fill up all my time and mm-hmm. so I would you know any drive I had to use it by doing a phone call or whatever and it really has been weird for me to like mm-hmm. really get better about gauging myself and being yeah. in the car driving home after a long day at work and thinking okay I could call this person back or I probably should mm-hmm. but actually what I need right now is just silence for a little bit yeah. like I need to just or just worship Chill. for a little bit. Or just worship, yeah. yeah. Or just talk to God. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually who I need to talk to right now mm-hmm. because I have nothing to give. In yeah. this. Like, what I'm going to say to a friend is just coming from empty. Yeah. So it's not really, like, what they probably need or want anyways. That's so good. And so I think, like, practically for our listeners, when you're setting goals, I think that it's really important to first establish what is your family culture, whether mm-hmm. that's like you and your husband, you, your husband and kids, or just you, your own, if you're your own person, you are already a part of a family with yeah. God, the father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And us, your sisters in and Christ. And your sisters in Christ. What is your culture that is for your family and what's the standard you're going to set for yourself? Yeah. And know that no one else gets to decide what that is. No. Like I was talking with a friend the other day and she was going through this, this thing at work and I was just telling her, you know, like, the cool thing about it is at the end of the day, you get to set your own boundaries yeah. of what you feel okay with, of how much work is going to creep into your personal life. Mm-hmm. And if it ever gets to a point where it's crossing too much, it's not your boss's fault. It's not your coworker's fault. Mm-hmm. It's actually your fault because yeah. you have to be the one to be like, oh no, this is actually what I'm upholding for myself. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's not an emotional thing. It's no. not a like, you're making me do this or whatever. It's actually it's standards. You just, yeah. You're saying like, okay, but I'm choosing for my family to shut the phone off at five o'clock because that's when I'm done working. Mm-hmm. And if someone else is demanding more of you, you can point back to say like, this is what I've decided mm-hmm. and I'm not getting paid for this. Mm-hmm. So either you can pay me more or I might need to look for another job. And it's yeah. not rude. It's actually just saying like, I this is what choice. I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. Or like for us for date nights, like me, Steven and I, both of our love languages quality time. Mm-hmm. And so we love double dates. We love hanging out with friends, but mm-hmm. we need time just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we feel disconnected disconnected yeah and so we've had to say no to again dates that we'd want to go on or Mm -hmm. parties that we want to go to simply because for our family culture having at least once a week where it's just us connecting Mm -hmm. is like a necessity and it's yeah, yeah it's a must you know and so i think before you can set goals i think i would encourage anybody to first pull back and say, okay, I'm actually going to do a review of 2019 yeah, and look at areas of my life where I feel like I'm That's in deficit. Good. You know, mm-hmm. what are the areas that actually like... That I wish I could have done better Yeah, on, I could have done better or, yeah. before I go and start to add... Because you could just add a million things. You could you could be running at 100 miles an hour. Sounds exhausting. And you could just be like, in 2020, I'm going to do this. And it's all these extra things you're yeah. adding for yourself. And your body and your, and your relationships and your life might be like, whoa... We need to take out some things first before we can add some things yeah. in. Like make room. Make room. <laughs> yes, yeah. literally. And I would say too, like that's one of our goals, j- just even for me personally, but also for our podcast this year is Kami and I talked about this on our dream day. Like we just want to steward this really well. Mm-hmm. And so one of our words was steward for the podcast. And whether that's like the things that we talk about, the people, the guests that we have on, 
the like extra things you want to do outside of it. Like we just have a lot of goals, but we know that the first priority in order to reach those goals is to just steward what we already have. In the that's podcast. so good. So maybe that's something that is relevant to your life too. It's like, instead of adding all these things, like look at what you do already have. But what's and in like, your hand already? Yeah. What has God already given you? Right. And making sure those things are in order. Are being stewarded well. First. Totally. Because grass is not greener. No. And I love that you said that about words because I think, I don't know when the first year I started doing that was, but um, maybe five years ago. I don't know who told me, but I maybe heard it in a sermon, but I yeah. like a lot of, this is like such a Christian thing to do. The word of like, your what's word your of the word year. for yeah. the year? <laughs> like what, what's your Enneagram number and what's your word for the year? You know, but that's, imp- I think what it is, is it's again, taking a second to reflect and be like, okay, God, what's the theme that you're speaking over right. this next year? And my words, I think I've shared this on the podcast, but mm-hmm. the year that we moved on to Hope Street and we got it in February. Yeah, that was crazy. The word that I got in December for that year was hope. Like just, I mean, God, when he speaks, it's like, this Clear. is what he's declaring, yeah. you know? And um, so my word for 2020, I don't know if you have one yet, yeah. which you can share, but was so anticlimactic. I actually like kind of wrestled with the Lord. I was like, this is my word. This is so lame. But it, I knew it was him because it wasn't from my own thought because I didn't even like it. So I was yeah. like, well, this is clearly you. But I was praying about it and the word I got was health. And mm-hmm. I just felt like really like, at first, like, that's lame. You know, yeah. I hear all these people with, like, warrior, like, princess, or, like, beloved, or, like, brave, you know, these, like, warrior. big... I wish someone had the word warrior princess. Warrior princess, <laughs> beloved. That If that's your word, I bless you. You're going to have an epic year. I'm really excited for you. But my, the word that the Lord gave me was health. And I was, like, sitting with oh, him, right. <laughs> processing that, and I'm like, that is really basically basic. Um, <laughs> but as I started to sit with him more and think about it, I was like, wow, God, that's actually what I need. Like I, when I look at what I want in this next year, yeah. I really want to have health in all areas of my life. I've been praying for a healthy baby. I've been yeah. praying for a healthy postpartum for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I've been praying to set boundaries better. And I like when I think about actually, as so I looked up the definition of health, which I had never done before, and it actually, like, the I need to look it up again, but the Webster de- definition was, like, to have freedom in all areas. Wow. To have freedom and success or something, like, in all areas. And I was like, that's actually, like, amazing. Like, I want health in every area of my life. I want healthy finances. Yeah. I want to be better about not spending beyond yes. our means and, like, to have health fair. And I think for us, like, the would the word thriving have been a lot more exciting 100 percent. yeah but i think before you can thrive you have to have a healthy roots yeah. system in all areas healthy and like every, yeah healthy everything and so yeah i at first a word that felt so lame and now feels really empowering and, yeah. and, 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 I, and again because god spoke it i'm also claiming it as a promise of like okay god you said like yeah you know and when that. i'm feeling like areas are unhealthy or i feel like i'm going through a struggle with my own health, even if it's a small cold, I'd be like, you said health over yeah, this year. Yeah, And I'm going to so cling good. to that. And so I think... Health is wealth. Health is wealth. <laughs> and also, oh my goodness, like since God has spoken that word to me, you know, being married to a doctor, it's so ironic because he comes home every day. Oh, I love this. And shares like, you know, obviously he can't share details or names, but he'll right. tell me things about specific patients that he really wants us to pray into as a family and side note, his patients are so blessed to have him as a doctor. He oh, is totally. such a good doctor. Yes. It blows my mind. Totally. But the more I hear him share about that, the more I'm like, health is like the biggest gift. Like to be healthy and to just like not have to walk through what a lot of these people have to walk through is such a gift. And so I'm really clinging and to that this year. I love that. And when we go, when it is our time to go spend eternity with Jesus, like we are healthy, perfect beings. Yes. And so it's like, that's ultimately, so that's the goal. That's the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. 
so that was my word for me. And then he was very kind to speak a word over our family, which was a little bit more exciting, but he just said great joy. And so oh, I'm like, health and great joy. That sounds like an yes. amazing You're like, 2020. Yes, Lord. And so I say that with the word Ugh. to say that my goals now will be surrounding those two bases. So it's yes. like, if it's going to bring great joy. And I love that he said great joy, not like not joy. human joy. Yeah. Not just like what I think is like temporary joy, but his great his joy. great joy. What mm. brings me great joy and what is going to be healthy yeah. for me to say yes or no to. I love and that. from those bases, and reviewing what didn't work for me last year, that's where I can start to set goals. Mm-hmm. And for me, I choose to set goals in like specific areas and to not overwhelm myself with like 50 different goals because totally. then I won't do it. No, no. It, then it becomes too overwhelming. Way too overwhelming. And I'm so excited just for you as a friend because I just, this, think about where we were last January, literally this day, January yeah. 14th, 2020 versus January 14th, 2019. So like, just thank I had you just God. lost my baby. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like just in a season of like mourning, you know? And it's like now we're it's like he's literally told you great joy. It's so yeah, such a blessing. So true. I twenty nineteen was the best year of my entire life and it was also the worst. Like yeah. Not the worst, the hardest. hardest and I, but for it, sure. that was still the best. Like yeah. the first half of twenty nineteen was really bad. Like yeah. I literally feel like it was like disappointment after disappointment, mm-hmm. pain after pain. Mm-hmm. And then literally June to December, it was a reaping season. I feel like we sowed so much in praise yeah. and, and in our tears and in prayers. And like, and then all of a sudden it was just harvest time of things mm, just like blossoming and so blooming. Good. And I, yeah, 2019 was nuts. Hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hard, hard in the good and the bad. In, yeah, and I feel like through that now, like he – broke new territory mm-hmm. for you and like all like just all the things that come in like hard seasons I'm seeing now because you really like you guys both re- really allowed yourself to like go there and to just like mourn mm-hmm. but also to just still say thank you to God in those moments and you may have not even know what you're thanking him for because yeah. you could have just been like I it's okay I'm sad and it's okay to be sad but like just the fact that you still like worshiped through it like you never were like screw you God yeah. and just like walked yeah. away like now, look like I like literally three hundred sixty five days later. Like, look how different you feel. I'm starting twenty twenty similar. I said this in a post that I wrote, but it's it was weird over Christmas because this is my second Christmas to be pregnant. To be pregnant, yeah, that's weird. I hadn't even thought about it's that. It's so weird, and and so it was interesting because some things felt really familiar and some things mm-hmm. felt really different. But I felt so different in my spirit of mm-hmm. like just where I'm at because of what I walked through last year, and even just January. Yeah. To think like I was in a hole this time last year and it wasn't, I wasn't by myself. I was in a hole with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like I really felt him so present. It was a holy hole, but I was in it. Like I was in it. Holy (laughs) hole for sure. But he was there and then we like walked out of it together and it was hard. He walked out holding your hand. Yeah, he really did. He was so faithful. No, he carried you out and then he held you. Yeah, he definitely carried us out. So I'm like, how did we get out of that? I don't even remember. All of it. I remember. Yeah. I don't want to go back. I don't either. I'm like, let's move forward to 2020. Okay, okay what about so you? Do you guys have a that, word? Well, the, this reminds me. So we don't have like a we don't have like a family. We do Tyler and I because we got married on New Year's Eve, which I love. We like to do this like weekend day where we celebrate anniversary. But then because we got married at the end of a year, we like to celebrate our anniversary and start the year off with like goal setting, just as a family and as a couple and all those kind of things. And we haven't gotten to do that yet because our grandparents, well, the kids' grandparents, our parents, have been like social butterflies or they've gotten sick. And it's Which only 15 days into the new year. So it's like we know it's going to happen, yes. but we're just like we haven't exactly pinned down a time. So, but for myself, 
um, that like kind of when I was saying like I remember it like I don't want to go back that that has a lot to do with just my goals or like just my word kind of for this year and I feel I was telling actually telling Cammy about this when we got here I'm just such a feeler and sometimes to a fault where I'm actually fasting from social media right now well Instagram specifically because I don't really get on Facebook but Sometimes I do. Side note. Okay. Side I'm note. Talking to myself. Facebook is fine, but yeah. Instagram is... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't ever struggle with like scrolling through yeah. Facebook. Like if I get on Facebook, it's for something informative. Like I'm specifically looking for something, which is weird. But Instagram, you can it's just true. get the habit of scrolling. So anyways, I'm fasting from Instagram right now too. Um, just because I was telling Cammie, I feel like there's people that I follow that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And I've never really struggled with like the jealousy aspect or like why doesn't my life look like that? Like... But I have really struggled with taking on their burden and like taking on what they're feeling and not even knowing them. And I'm like, I don't think that that's natural. Like, I don't think that's what God intended for us. You were saying like getting sad when someone loses a child, like to a point of like you're grieving with them. Yes. I start. But you don't know them. No, I don't know them. And like a really traumatic thing just happened to a mutual like friend of a friend that we, you know, I'm from a small town. So when something happens, it kind of like blows up in a good Mm -hmm. way. Like it was like everyone was praying and like trying to figure out how to come together to support this person, which is like amazing. But on the flip side, I just, I don't know this person. And it's like on the flip side of that, I've taken on like a big, it's a, it's a woman who a mom and a dad who just lost a child and she was six. And I like have cried multiple tears about it. And even Tyler was like, babe, like, you know, like she's in Jesus, like with Jesus and she's perfect now. And I'm like, I know, but like, I can't stop thinking about what that Mm -hmm. parent must feel like. And it's just like, I guess because I can relate I, so much, not relate because I haven't lost a child, but I'm a mom. And so it's like, I just put myself in their shoes for just a minute and it's like, I will lose it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so my word for the year for myself is trust. Mm-hmm. And I just want to trust that like God's got me. Like he's got me. He's got my family. He's got my husband. He's got my kids. Like he's got the goals that I want to do this year. Like even if they don't turn out the way that I necessarily pictured them, like I just need to rest in the fact that like he's got them it's so good and I think that's something if I'm being like this is the real real if I'm being really vulnerable something that I the really the number one thing that I struggle with is just feeling like I can't control something and not because I want it not I'm this is actually really funny I'm not competitive at all (laughs) and so I don't ever want to control something to the point where like I win yeah or make it perfect but it's but it can be very fear-based so it can be like well I don't want to do this because this could happen and I had a friend that um, majored in, like, some sort of therapy thing. I don't even know. Counseling. What do you – I don't even know what that's called. Some some, some th- good yeah. thing that helps people. <laughs> some good thing that helps people. Anyways, she was talking about how in her major she learned the difference between fear and anxiety. And this pic- – the way she painted this picture is, like, so accurate. And I don't struggle with, oh, my gosh, there's a bear. Like, I'm so terrified. I see the bear. I'm so scared. Right. I don't struggle with that. Like, I feel like if fear was in my face, I'd be like – I've got this. We're good. <laughs> We're good. I can karate chop this thing. <laughs> but I struggle with the anxiety part where it's like, but what if there's a bear? Mm. And it's like there's – Thinking s- that that could happen. There's such a difference in like, you know, if it's like raining and you're driving and you get in a car accident, obviously that's scary. Like you have a right to be scared. But I struggle with if it's raining, what if I get in a car accident? Yeah. Like, like getting – your mind getting there before it's actually Totally. Happening. Like I – yeah. Like just intrusive thoughts and you're like, I know that these aren't from the Lord. And so – I struggled with that probably the most in 2019 and even to the point where like when you're going through the miscarriage like I just felt Mm. so much for you that even in my own healthy pregnancy I I was so sad and I don't think that's a bad thing like I think it's just being empathetic 
to somebody that I love and care about and hating that you had to walk through that. But on the flip side, I can just carry things so heavily that I'm like, I know that these are not for me mm-hmm. to carry. Like they're for me to, I think that God's given me the gift of empathy so that I can like give it back to him and like be a prayer warrior for that person. And sometimes do the things that I can physically do to help, whether that's like send flowers or like just do something that you know is their love language, but, and then leave it there and then leave it to God and continue to pray about it versus like really carrying it and just like thinking about it and thinking about it, thinking about it. Cause that's robbing my own joy. That's right in front yeah. of me. Well, so, it's like compassion, having the compassion of Christ, but then also being able to like give that burden back to him. And I was thinking, lay your burden down, literally. Like, but that's so hard because yeah. like I think of Jesus and like he felt the weight of the world and yet was totally surrendered and mm-hmm. it was all given to the Father. So it's just like that balance of having compassion and seeing people in their pain. Totally. But not taking it on. And, yeah. And I think I can only imagine, I can already feel that more stepping into motherhood mm-hmm. i can only imagine having two kids like there's just there's so many things that could go wrong and it totally. is out of your control yeah and you can and i think you're right when you talk about social media it's i don't think we were meant to see a glimpse into this many people's lives right and i think there's this amazing vulnerability movement that's happening in social media where people are really being more bold even in mm-hmm. christian walks mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. pray for this this is actually what i'm walking through which is beautiful, but then, yeah, the con of it being an empath, which we both are, is, yeah. like, then you're, like, well, oh, my gosh, this happened to this person. And, what are they doing about yeah, it? How like, are they doing? Well, yeah. that could happen to me. Or, like, totally. you know, oh, my gosh, that could happen to somebody I know. Or mm-hmm. how are they feeling? And you don't actually get to have the face-to-face conversation to totally. hear their heart of, like, maybe the positives that the Lord's doing. Yeah, exactly. And knowing that it it doesn't make sense. I think that was the biggest, like, release I had to just, like, let go with the miscarriage was I could have gone down so many rabbit trails of, like, well, why? Like, mm-hmm. what did I do wrong? Was, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you What's look... What's wrong in, with me? Yeah, you like, look in scripture yeah. if, if people who... I remember one, it's specifically a guy's blind and they're like, the Pharisees are asking him, well, did he sin or did his parents sin? Or like, mm-hmm. basically like, yeah. what happened to this dude to make this happen? And Jesus just says like, no, like this happened so the glory of God would be displayed. Yeah. But when I think of somebody, you know, who's, who's blind, like that's hard to me because I'm like, I don't in my flesh think that that's the glory of God, you right. know, and yes, God, Jesus ends up healing him. So mm-hmm. that's the glory of God. But mm-hmm. also like, I think if he hadn't walked through that, he wouldn't have anything to have healed. Yeah. Like no, exactly. the, glory, the glory of that moment wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we want it to look a certain way and we don't always understand right. the why, but I think that that surrender of like, we may never yeah, no, totally. And I think it was, it's interesting because before being a mom, I didn't struggle with it like near as much, not even half as much. And I mean, I've always been more like I've always hated roller coasters. Like I've always been, I've always aired on the side of caution for sure. Yeah. Like I've never been someone You're not like a like, thrill seeker. No, I'm not a thrill seeker. I'm, I'm not like I'm staring at adventure in the eye. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never been. That I can't one. wait to just go bungee jumping tomorrow. <laughs> but like literally, the thought, like yeah, and, and and too, like just being a mom. Like I don't want to put that on my kids. Like I don't want yeah. them to see oh, mom's really anxious about this. Like, I, I guess I should be anxious too. Like, that is the last thing I want to do. So it's like giving that to the Lord now while, while they're really mm-hmm. young. And it's something I've been praying about for, you know, since Gwen was born. But I think just a continued step in faith of like, okay, God, I'm trusting that you will like bring new ground for me in this this year. Mm-hmm. And like there will be barriers broken this year and there will be new wine, like things that I've continued to pray for. I just feel it coming to a breaking point and like getting stronger and stronger of like, just trust me. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm really just going to do my best to do that. This well, year. I love that the word is trust because that's an action. Like then you can think to yourself, 
instead of don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. Because right, if you right. think don't have anxiety, don't, you don't yeah, fear. Like yeah. that's your focus is still on that. Totally, but yes. You can think, okay, how can I actually like actively trust more today? And that is a daily thing. Like that's not going to be a no. You're never going to stop doing that. No, you all we always yes have to trust more mm-hmm. every day. Totally. So it's like there's just constantly new opportunities. And then it's almost like this exciting thing of when anxiety presents itself or mm-hmm. the opportunity to go to fear presents itself it's almost as an opportunity afresh to say, okay, no, this yeah. is a new opportunity that I can choose to trust. Yep. And it's another chance to, to put my trust in him. Yep. And from that place, even when you're setting goals for this year, you can set goals that are not going to be fear-based. Because yeah, you exactly. could be like, well, I want to be home more. And yeah. really your motivation is because you don't want to go outside. Then totally. you don't want your kid, you that's, know? Yes, that's the thing. It's like you can easily let – I don't think people really even realize that they do this, but I think you can easily – let fear be your guide and like what if be your guide totally. and you can make decisions based off of what if but it's like I re even if in my flesh I have the desire to do that some days I refuse because I'm yeah. like that's literally saying Jesus died on the cross for nothing and it's like I refuse to do that that's like so even good. if my own flesh is like oh but this could happen a bit like no like and something that's been really funny that I've done just like literally since the new year is if like I you know start to feel that or just like feel a little bit of anxiety coming on I literally like it's one thing when we say like, no, like just declare that out of your mind or yes. like, you know, don't give that life. Lately I've been saying it out loud, but like with an attitude, like she's almost like my alter ego. I love that. Like I have like sass with it. It's so. your Sasha fears. You're <laughs> like, uh, like, no. <laughs> but I do. I'll be like, absolutely not. Like I'll be like, you have no right here. Like yeah. you must get out. But it's like, I'll even look in the mirror and be like, nope, like nope. we're not doing that today. And I feel like just like even having a sass about it is gives me like a little bit of extra strength <laughs> that's so good I'm into that I feel like I want to do that too I know I do because I'm like if it's just me in like my own mind or in my own head of just being like okay like get out like in a frustration right. way like it's then of, it doesn't work yeah, it's kind of like it's a defeat already exactly and yes. I think it is it's the way you would speak over someone else if I came to you with like a fear totally you'd be like absolutely not like boldly but when it's yourself you're yes. like okay like can you leave now but and that is like, exactly not- yes no like if I'm in my head and I'm just speaking it in my own head like not out loud yeah. and I'm just like no no like we don't have time for that today like get out no like door shut off like it doesn't really do much but I feel like if I have this like sassy boldness about it then I'm like oh you do not have a place here today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look at you going into 2020 with sassy boldness. I love it. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, guys, we hope that you already feel just released to be the best version of yourself in 2020, not because it's going to be a different thing that you have to put on or fake or that you have to step in and make all these changes, but because God already lives inside of you and mm-hmm. he goes before you yes. and you can trust that he's going to meet you with whatever goals that you have, if he put them on your heart. So spend time with him this week to just sit with him and ask him, what's he saying over your year? What's he saying over your next decade? Mm -hmm. And I think too, being bold to start to dream a little bit longer than a year. I don't know if you feel this way, but I sat with Steve the other day and we were looking at five, 10 years, which is just crazy. And again, in my 20s, it's so crazy to think about. But it's 2030? Yeah. 2030? That sounds crazy. Well, like my kids are going to go to kindergarten in 2025. Like that's nuts to me or 2026 maybe, you know, like really fast. So it's just, it goes, it goes by fast, but then it's also those daily choices we make little by little Mm -hmm. every day that matter. So Mm -hmm. we empower you and bless you as we're basically basic girlies. And we're so excited for this year. Yes. This year is going to be so good. We've been fired up if you can't tell. We're just a little excited and it's not the caffeine because I'm drinking decaf. So (laughs) I love it. Okay guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and we cannot wait to start this year with you. I'm Cammie. I'm Amanda. We're basically basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.